Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Just to talk about our hearts and the issues of our hearts and, and, and just how sometimes in life and in the journey of life, we can allow stuff to get into our hearts that affects the way that we live. We can let things get inside us that can really affect the way that we see the world outside of us. And this morning, I want to share just a few thoughts out of the Word of God, because I believe this morning that God wants to minister to a number of people this morning that may well have allowed some things in life, some issues, some some hurts, some disappointments, whatever it may be, to get into your heart. And as a result of that, it's affecting your life. But you know, today there's, uh, there's a lot of talk about the importance of looking after our hearts. There's uh, talk about how important exercise is and how if we don't exercise, our cholesterol levels will grow. And if we don't look after our cholesterol levels and we don't exercise, then our stress levels will increase. And if we have high stress levels and high cholesterol levels, we could end up having a heart attack. And, uh, you know, I just recently committed to exercising, as you heard this morning. And uh, I was like most men at 50 years of age, making all the excuses I could under the sun about not taking care of myself. Amen. You know, just, just, you know, I'm too busy. I've got lots of meetings to go to. I've got lots of pressure. I don't need the extra, extra drama of exercising. But you know what? I, I have been exercising for the last three weeks now. I know you can tell. If I took this shirt off, all the men would be embarrassed. That's how big the guns are, Tracy. But I decided to exercise, and I thought, blow it, I could keep making excuses, or I could start to do something about the way that I was looking and feeling. And, you know, I must admit, over the last few weeks, it has been brutal. Brutal. I mean, last Friday, I was thinking of all the reasons under the sun to ring up Mick and say, Mick, I just can't come. Uh, the car's broken down. That'd be a lie. Uh, I'm too busy. I, I just was trying to think of all the things that I could, because when you exercise with Mick, he, he's, he's, he's lovely. Look, Mick is just the most lovely man that you'll meet. But then there's another side of Mick as well that's just really nasty. Really nasty. Come on, two more. Two more. Come on. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Don't stop now. You stop when I stop. I mean, the whole thought of this, these tractor tires. Now, I'm not saying the tractor tires. Have you seen those big, um, those big um, um, coal, coal trucks? Those big tires that are like that big? That's what we're talking about, men. I get down. No, serious. Hey, get down. Push that tire. It's just unbelievable push-ups like n most people do normal push-ups but not Mick no uh, Michael doesn't do normal push-ups he gets a he gets a, a 500 to 600 mil high retaining wall puts his feet on those leans down and does push-ups like that I mean just absolutely brutal but I want to say this morning I am so appreciating now committing to exercising because I'm astounded at the difference that it's made in the way that I feel and really want to encourage men out there today if you're not you need to be amen and if you want an appointment, one o'clock tomorrow, you can come and join me for a bit of L-O-V-E love. It ends up being P-A-I-N afterwards, but during the, the, that part, it's okay when you get to the other side. But I tell you what, there's just something so significant about looking after yourself. And I'm saying that this morning to say the truth is that we need to be looking after our hearts as well. And I wrote down some significant things about our hearts this morning and how important it is to look after our hearts. They say this, the average, uh, the average adult heart beats 72 times a minute 
100,000 times a day or 3.6 million times a year or 2.5 billion times during a lifetime. That's a lot of beats, isn't it, when you think about it. Uh, a kitchen tap, there's another fact about our hearts and how amazing they are, this thing called the heart. It says a kitchen tap would need to be turned on all day, all the way, for at least 45 years to equal the amount of blood pumped by the heart in an average lifetime. Astounding when you think about this incredible thing called our hearts. Uh, every day the heart creates enough energy uh, to drive a truck 30, excuse me, 20 miles in a lifetime. That is equivalent to driving to the moon and back. Astounding when you think of it. Another little thought about our hearts. A healthy heart pumps approximately 70, uh, excuse me, pumps approximately 7,500 litres of blood per day. 7,500 litres of blood per day, your heart is capable of pumping. And you know, our hearts, this thing in here, is such an incredible muscle. It's an incredible thing that God's given us. But you know what? The Bible talks about another heart. And I believe it's this heart this morning that God wants us to touch on. We could call it this morning um, uh, the real you. you. You could call it this morning the, the, your spirit within you. You, you could call it the, the, your, your inner being. But the Bible talks a lot about this heart, not the one that's pumping in your chest, but it talks about the heart of a man or a woman, the, that the, the inner essence of who you are. In fact, the Bible talks a lot about it. When, when we look at what the, the Bible talks about in other issues, it mentions money uh, in the New Testament about 112 times. It talks about holiness and being holy about 526 times. It talks about love 687 times. It talks about forgiveness, which is such an important one, 126 times. But listen to this. There's references in Scripture to the heart of a person over 743 times. Mentioning not this one, but the heart within us. And I believe that this is what God wants us to look into this morning. Because we can allow things into our heart that affect the way that we live. We can allow things to get inside us and, and, and affect our view and life, how we see ourselves, how we see our family, our spouse, how we see the world that we live in. And Jesus said, shared some thoughts about um, uh, our hearts. In fact, listen to what he says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. He says, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. Listen to this thought here. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Everything that comes from my mouth or your mouth comes from the heart. In fact, you can tell what's in a person's heart by what comes out of their mouth. Without exception, negative, critical, small people, where does all that come from? Well, Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it all comes out of what's in the heart. And I believe it's so important that we understand the importance of not just looking after our physical hearts, not just taking the time to carve out time in our busy schedule to look after this heart, but to also understand that the Bible encourages us to look after our real heart the spirit of a man, the spirit of a woman, that person within. And Jesus said in Luke 6, 45, we know what's in our heart by what comes out of our, our mouths. But then there's another scripture in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus starts to talk a little bit more about the fact that what comes into our hearts really affects what comes out of our lives. Listen to the verses of scripture. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull, Jesus asked them, 
Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And these defile them. Listen to this thought. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Least thoughts here. These are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Listen to that thought there. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. I want to say this this morning. I'd like to propose today that there may well be things that we've allowed into our hearts that are affecting our lives in a negative way. Attitudes, resentments, hurts, all these things have the potential to cause a blockage in our relationship with God, in our relationship with others. The rejections, the hurts, the disappointments, all the stuff, all the things that come into our heart, but God's intention is that they're meant to come potentially into our hearts but not stay lodged in our hearts. Amen? Because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouths will speak. And God's wanting us this morning to really deal with any issues that might be within our hearts because to potentially that will affect our lives. Amen affect our lives not in a good way but potentially in a in a negative way so we could say this morning if we've got blockages issues in our hearts then potentially they will be blockages to the blessings that God wants to bring and what I've learned in my short bit of time in ministry is this if we allow things in our hearts to get lodged in our hearts they will affect our relationship with God and with others as well amen They will affect how we live. They will define who we are as a person. And the things that happened to us were never meant to define us, but to make us. Amen. You know, as a pastor over the years, I think without exception, like many of us here, we've had to learn to deal with disappointments at times. Amen. I don't know how many times, and and it grieves my heart to think about it, how many times I've been so disappointed with God, so disappointed having to be, be, be at somebody's deathbed, knowing, knowing what the Scripture teaches about healing, knowing what the Word of God declares about what Jesus has done for us, and yet, a few days later, I have to go and conduct someone's funeral. I know what it is to allow disappointment to get into our hearts, but I also know this, if we allow disappointment to remain in our hearts, it will define and shape who we are, and it's not meant to define and shape who we are. I come to that point time and time again where God, sometimes I haven't got the answers to the problems, to the disappointments, but I know this and know this alone. God, you are sovereign and God, you are good. Even though we can have it, disappointments, but if we allow those things that we're disappointed in God in to get into our hearts, they will affect our relationship with Him. They will affect our relationship with other people as well. And we've just got to come to a point where we refuse to allow things like that to get into our hearts. We can get disappointed. And I've been disappointed so many times in God, going, God, why is that happening? They're far too young to die. Far too young. Remember two years ago, we had the great honor of doing a a, a funeral here for a a great pastor friend of ours. And uh, so, so sad. And Pastor Kim Iredale, who passed away cancer just in his 50s, mid-50s it would have been, had all this ministry in front of him. And for whatever reason, God chose to take him home. But you know, at the time, I remember being so disappointed and so gutted in God. Why? But you know what I've learned? If I allow those disappointments to stay within my heart, they'll define my faith. So that next time someone's in a 
a serious way or in a critical way, I won't have faith to pray for them. Why? Because I've got disappointment in my heart. We've got to shake that stuff off. We've got to keep coming back to God and allow Him to renew our vision and to renew our faith in Him and to understand that, yes, these things happen and we have no answer for them. And yes, we are disappointed, but we don't allow that disappointment to lodge in our hearts because if it does, it will affect our faith. Amen. We've got to come to a point where we shake those things off. Amen. A number of years ago, when we were in the church here, we've been here now for seven years because it's so easy in, 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 in your relationship with God to become disillusioned at times. Ever been disillusioned? Disillusionment is another thing that can get into your heart. It, 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 will, it will affect you. But I remember we arrived here about seven years ago and, and uh, with great fear and trembling um, about the future and, and the church. And at the time, it was a very, very interesting time. I know there's a number of people that are still here with us. Thank you very much. <laughs> a lot that have gone. That's okay. Oh, but there's a lot that are still here with us, and we're so thankful to you for that, for staying the journey, and we pray to continue to be committed to that journey. But I remember starting the journey, and it was such an interesting time of the life of the church. There was, uh, there was quite a bit of turmoil going on, and the church had, uh, had uh, lost a number of leaders, a number of uh, senior leaders, and at the time it was in debt to the tune of $1.5 million. Interest rates were around about 9% then, 95 10%. The repayments, just the interest alone, I think it was touching on ten dollars to $12,000 a month. It was a lot of, lot of money. And I remember, you know, the first year, a couple of things took place and it was a bit of a challenge. But then in the second year, as we were going through and, and, and trying to get some momentum and trying to establish just uh, where the church was meant to go and the team and things like that, we discovered through a process of time that, that, that someone had been stealing money from the ties in the church. And I'm not saying this morning just a few dollars. We estimated that it was hundreds of thousands of dollars over a number of years that were being taken taken out of the offering, nearly on a weekly basis. You know, when we discovered that, I got so disillusioned. I thought, how could how could somebody that I don't know, just saying, just for example, sat here every week, could be the same person that could go and put their hand in the bag and take money out of it. I could never get that. I was so disillusioned. And, you know, the months going on after that, it was such a, such a great time to be in church then. It was awesome. Wasn't it, Dave, Wendy? Yeah, you know why it was awesome? Because then all the police were coming. So we had detectives coming and we had all the team had to go through interviews. They had to go to the police station. What a great church growth thing that was. It was just wonderful. You know, I really picked us all up. We're all full of life and hallelujah, Holy Spirit, this is great. But so disillusioned. But you know what, again, had another choice to make. Will we allow disillusionment to define us? Or will we rise in faith and say that God is our provider? Because who is our provider? Ultimately, God. Amen? Whose money were they stealing? Not ours, God's money. And God will have his way in whatever shape or form that will be. And long story short, we still to this day uh, do not know who it was. But we've all moved on from that point today. And uh, we're rejoicing in the goodness of God. But again, you know, you can allow disappointment to get into your heart. You can allow disillusionment to get into your heart. And if it lodges in your heart, I think without exception, without exception, it will so, so affect you. So I thought of some of those things. Um, I thought, thought of another thought just in this journey that we've also been on as well. Um, 
over the last number of years, there's been a few things that have happened in our church that have presented the possibility for me to really get hurt in people. I found this in ministry, that sometimes people don't do what you expect. I've also found this. This is a very deep jewel of wisdom for anyone that would like to hear it. Well, you're all here. No one's gone like this yet. That many Christians don't do what you think Christians should do. I know it's deep. Just let it set on you. But I've found over the last number of years and in, in, at different times, I've had the potential to be so hurt by people. In fact, people often don't act the way that you would think that they would act. There have been times where I've had to sort of work through feelings of wanting to smack people on the chin. And we're bigger than this. We would never mention any names or infer anyone or anything like that. But there's been times in the last year or two where people have done things that you would go, if you're in business, you would not do that. If you're in business, you'd be taken to the courts if you did that. But because we choose to live on a higher level, but there have been times where I've thought about, and a number of years ago where issue happened in the church and uh, it all got a little bit nasty and, and we do our best to, to rise above those things. But there were many months I would have expected if I'd have seen some of those people uh, in a shopping center, I, I probably, I probably, you know, you wouldn't be able to hold me back now because I'm so buff. But then you probably Wayne could have held me back. But I felt like wanting to punch them, thinking, why? Do things in a godly way, not in a godly way, and etc. But, you know, I found at that time there, and this is a real one for many people, because people say, you know, you just forgive. Well, yes, you do forgive, but I've found that sometimes it takes a process of time to work through forgiveness. It does. And for me, you know what? It took about three or four months to work through these feelings and these emotions. I had to wake up nearly every day and just choose to forgive. I had to say, I, I, I let go. I choose to forgive. I, Father, I forgive them. I let go. I, I had to say that every day for three or four months, just working through the emotions of having unforgiveness to work to a point where I feel now, now I can forgive. But you know what? Again, if you allow hurt to get in your heart, it will affect you. Hurt people hurt people. The difference between getting bitter and better is I. And you sometimes in your journey of God, you've got to make a choice to be bigger than the hurts that come your way. Jesus said it's, with, with, it's without exception you're going to get hurt by someone. He said without exception, as sure as the sun comes up and goes down, someone somewhere is going to upset you. But the reality is we've got to be willing to make a choice to say, God, I'm not going to allow what other people have done to me to remain within me. Yes, I've been hurt. And yes, I will be hurt in the future. <laughs> but I'm saying that for all of us this morning. Yes, you've been hurt. And yes, you'll be hurt in the future. But we must make the choice not to allow those hurts to remain in us because if we do they'll define us they'll define us this scripture i love this morning i'm just about done with this scripture the most important thing that i've learned over the last number of years when it comes to allowing or choosing what i allow to come into my heart is this scripture here proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 it says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Now take that back to those verses of Scripture, Luke chapter 6, verse 45, Matthew chapter 15. What was Jesus saying? 
everything that comes out of a person's mouth, everything that comes out of the person's life comes from their heart. Then in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Listen to that thought there, above all else. The, 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 the author, the writer here is saying, above everything else, above your, your um, relationship with your spouse, above your work, above your money, above your friendships, above your relationships, above your plans, above your priorities, above everything else, above everything else in your life, make sure that you guard your heart. For out of your heart, the issues of life flow. I love the wisdom in that word there. The wisdom in that word there. Above all else, above everything else you do in life. Yes, work out. You know why I'm working out with Mick? Because I don't want to be a soft, fit person. I don't want to be soft, guys. Go to the gym. I want to go to the gym and rip it, man. That means I've got to cry like a baby Monday. I'll, I'll do it. I want to work out with, with uh, Michael here and keep up. <clears throat> I know how you got those now. I know what to do. Above everything in life, guard your heart. You see, you may well be here this morning. You've allowed things to get into your heart. Well, get them out. Because if you don't, they'll define who you are. They'll define your relationship with God. They'll affect your relationship with others as well. Unless you choose to get them out. Amen? Above all else, guard your heart, for everything flows from it. What flows into our hearts will define us. Thought of Cain this morning. He allowed envy into his heart. Thought about David, his particular journey. He allowed lust into his heart. So I want to ask you the question this morning, what is in your heart? Are there issues this morning that come um, that, 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 that are there that, that, that deep down you know are affecting your relationship with God? Are there hidden things that you are needing to bring into God's life that, that you've just allowed those things to get lodged in your heart and because of that they're blocking the blessing that God has? But the good news is this this morning. Listen to God's promise in the Word of God to us today. Exodus 36, 26, I believe it's applicable to every person who comes to God with their heart saying, God, help me. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove from your, you your old heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Amen. What's in your heart this morning? What's in your heart? Because whatever is in your heart is going to flow out of your life. And I believe today that God, for many of us, wants us to come to a place where we say, Father, yep, I've allowed that hurt, that disappointment, that disillusionment, that whatever it may be to come into me. But God, today before you, I'm making a choice to say, no, I don't want those things to remain in me. I want to be free to love you and to serve you with all of my heart. Amen. If I could just have the keyboard play come, that would be great. Next Sunday morning, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 423, 
again, we're going to look at what it means to guard our hearts. I believe we need to understand the power of guarding our hearts because everything, not some things, everything in life flows from our hearts. Can we just bow our heads this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning for your great grace, your great presence here today. Lord, that you love us no matter what today. You are for us and not against us. But Father, we thank you for the truth in your word today. That truth this morning that you're wanting us to guard our hearts. You're wanting us to be aware of whatever we allow into our hearts is going to affect our lives in either a positive way or in a negative way. So Heavenly Father, this morning, just before you right now, God, we just thank you. We just thank you this morning. We bless you. Why don't you right now before God, just allow and begin to search your heart. Search your heart this morning. Are there things that you've allowed to creep in? Hurts, disappointments. You've been a bit disillusioned. Maybe discouraged this morning. It's crept in. Why not make a choice this morning to say, Father, I release those things to you in Jesus' name. I don't want them to define me. I don't want them to describe me anymore. God, I want to be free of those things this morning. Come on, before God this morning, release them to Him. God, we thank You. God, we thank You. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus, before You, we bless You. We worship You. Bless You. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. Amen. Above all else, guard your heart. 